What is up, Project Unify? Hello, guys. We are back, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's right, a month hiatus, and the boys are back in town. We are back, guys, refreshed off of a month hiatus, or I say refreshed. Most of us stayed pretty busy in that month break, but uh, it was just, you know, Christian, I was, I had gotten to a point where I needed it. You know, it yeah. was, I was just, I was stretching myself thin and, and I knew you were, you were just constantly gaining momentum with your life that we needed to take that month and just kind of figure out how to prioritize our life and get them organized. That way we could come back to this and give this the amount of, uh, amount of attention that it needs to. And sure. I, I just, I'm, I'm so thankful for that month off and, and what God was allowed, uh, which what God allowed me to do in that month off. But, uh, yeah. uh, anyways, guys, we are coming back to you tonight and we're going to go over so much. We have so much in the works. Uh, you know, we, we didn't take this whole month off without at least talking about vision. So there's a lot of great things on the horizon for project unify. We are by far, uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure a few people were worried that that was going to be the end of us. Like they thought we were taking that month off so we could just quit. And I, I had to assure them. I was like, dude, that's not it at all. Uh, but yeah. hold on. <coughs> anyways. Bless you. I, yeah. No, that was a cough. Uh, but thank I know. you. Anyways, I, I'll take I still blessings. give you a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, man, we have been dealing with, uh, I don't even know what to call it because it's not COVID. But like I've been it's under like a the flu, yeah. Like I had been under the weather the last like week, and uh, but I've been I've been dealing with a lot. And then of course you know me and Marshall just got back from our our vacay in Florida, yeah. uh, which was nice. Uh, you know we didn't really do too much. No, we were actually pretty lazy this go around. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So Christian, what's been going on with you, man? Dude. It has been a busy month. Um, as most of y'all know, I'm working at camp, and so that's busy in and of itself. Yeah. Um, our trailer, I guess our camper that we're moving into after the summer just got done, um, and it's going to be uh, at my in-laws' house uh, in probably the next few days uh, and ready to be lived in. And then Abigail and I went to Ingalls, which is like the H-E-B of the Carolinas, I went in and Starbucks, they have a Starbucks in there and they're like, Hey, we're hiring. Get, let us know if you want to work. <laughs> and so I put my name on a note card and was like, Hey, I mean, I need a job for the fall. And then literally they're like, Hey, can you work tomorrow? And I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, I got a, I got a job right now. Yeah. But yeah. And so I have a job for the fall at Starbucks again. That's good. I worked a six hour shift on Saturday uh, so my weekend was busy. Uh, City Light Asheville is growing. Uh, it is moving. We have a big meeting tomorrow. So for people listening, it's already going to happen. So awesome. But yeah. for us three, be praying for that. That is a big, we have a big meeting tomorrow um, discussing the move, 
when it's going to be and just a bunch of stuff vision stuff like that so i'm super stoked about tomorrow night uh big stuff up ahead for state of Asheville. did y'all find a did y'all find a building they said we can rent it out for six months okay um and so tomorrow we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff with that um and then abigail and i are doing great uh marriage is awesome bro uh like, am I the only one that was like waiting for him to hit me with it? Yeah. Even though I know it's not going to happen. I know. So was I. Right. Yeah. Like this whole time, I'm like, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. <laughs> Are you? Look at this. I can't tell. No. What? Nothing. I, I like. What? I swear to me. Like I. I keep thinking you're going to say, "Oh, and we're pregnant," but like uh, I said, I, I, no. Okay. Not yet. Good. I want a kid, though. Yeah. No. I mean, who doesn't? They're awesome. Yeah. True. <laughs> They're I the have, greatest dude, and worst thing that ever so happened bad. to you. Yeah, <laughs> just take, take really your time, fever. you know, oh, I know yeah, it yes. happens. Just take your time. Um, enjoy being married, you know, but yeah, it's like it, it felt like it was getting there. Me right? and Abigail are doing good. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was waiting when he was like talking about going to the, the grocery store. Yeah, I was like, bro, he's going to hit it with like we went and got a test. And she, <laughs> OK, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sure every other listener is like, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, but no, that's been, good, man. If I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna like say it, I'm gonna plan it a lot better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I have to have something substantial. Like I got, I got to present it. I have to present it in a pretty good way. He's gonna to hit it, it on a dad joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like I'm there allowed to use them now. <laughs> We're yes. gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> but anyways, so uh, so in the month off, Christian, me and you know, me and Marshall have another podcast that we do. Uh, yeah, bro, Chat City. Yeah, Brohemian bro. Chat City. Uh, yes, that's been you know this month off we've been able to focus on it and uh, really get it up and going and it's going smoothly now. Uh, I took Sweet. the teens to Southland. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, which was awesome and horrible all at the same time. <laughs> Dude, listen, I will never complain about Texas humidity ever again. Was it bad? Ever, bro? Like I went out. And, like, within five minutes, I would be just, like, drenched, wet, and sweat. Hey, like, you want to hear something? What? Said so today in North Carolina, the high was 73 degrees. You know, when we were in Florida one day, the high was, like, 78. So Yeah, I think. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it wasn't too bad in Florida, man. I was, like, I was expecting, like, that Louisiana like, yeah, weather. Yeah, but No, man, it wasn't that bad. It was. Uh, that's great. It rained, you know, not every day, but just. It rained off and on pretty much the entire four and a half days. Dude, I we love I love when it rains at the beach. It's so different. It just hits different. <laughs> it like, does. It is no, so it, nice. It really does. Yeah. So I'm getting ready. Uh, you know, me and Ashley are taking the, the kids to Florida uh, the 1st yes. of August. Yes. So oh, Let's go. Yeah, we went down there, and, and Marshall kind of showed me around, showed me what, what to take the kids to do when I'm down there. Bro, we're staying at a golf resort, so you know what daddy's doing. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, daddy's going. I like it. Yeah, oh. ma- mama sent us on the trip down there to like scope it out. And like literally every entrance to this place within 100 feet of turning in, you're met by a security gate. So we were like, okay, let's go this way. Yeah. <laughs> never, never so got close what? to it. What's up? Also, in this month break, uh, I got a letter, handwritten letter, sent to me by my aunt. Um, and the letter said, 
Um, hello, Christian Abigail. We are writing to y'all to let you know that we're going to be celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. And I was like, I, <laughs> and then I kept, then I kept reading and she <laughs> kept reading and it said, um, to celebrate LaCruso and I are going to be, um, renewing our vows. And I was like, I, I, and then it said in the Bahamas and I was like, let's go. Oh. And then she was like, we would like to invite y'all to come celebrate with us in the Bahamas in 2023. We'll pay for your airfare, your hotel stay and all that. And I'm like, cutching. <laughs> <laughs> you got a deal. But, no, but wait, I have a feeling that like, I don't know, like if this is just like the human side of me, but it's like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like she's telling us this. And then like in a, because it's in 2023, so like in a year and a half, they're going to send us a letter and say, "Hey, uh, we're actually going to be spending it in Houston. Let us know if you're still interested in coming." <laughs> the Bahamas. And so it's, so it's going to be like, "Oh, you were you wanted to go for the Bahamas, but now you don't want to go if it's in Houston." And yeah. you're just like, "Uh, I mean, if it's in Houston, I'll still go." Yeah. But like, I love them. But it was a pretty pretty cool thing to see in the mail. That's cool. Also, guess what? What? So my pastor is going to be coming to College Station in, like, two weeks for a Texas Baptist thing that he's doing for us to get support from them. Yeah. And I was like, Tyler, like, just please can I come with you? <laughs> he's like, well, they only really want one pastor. And I'm like, I mean, I don't have to go, but I'll just like to be in Texas again. Yeah. Bro, I miss Whataburger so much. Dude, Florida had realize... three of them. I know. I did and not Alabama know that. has... Alabama has like six of them now, Bruh. I miss Waterburger so so much. That's it is, up. it's it's bad. How about it's really dry bad. So ice if y'all in a s- cooler and we'll mail it to him? Yeah. I say if y'all want to send me something, like I will definitely take it. All right, well let's uh, let's get into our discussion for tonight. How about that? Sounds good to me. Yes. All right, so uh, guys, coming back, we wanted to talk about uh, one thing for sure. We wanted to talk to uh, you guys about application. Uh, you know, a lot of times in our decisions as a Christian, we, we notice what sin has done and how sin hinders us from growing closer to God. So then along with reading the Bible comes this, this a word that I just use application Mm -hmm. that a lot of pastors love to use. And we hate to hear because that means (laughs) that we have to do something right. I, I don't know about you, Christian, but for the longest time as, as a young Christian myself, I wanted God to do everything. Yeah. You know, and then I would get upset because I felt like I was stagnant in my relationship. And it wasn't until I realized, well, I have to put forth the effort myself uh, to where I started noticing that application is very important in a Christian's life. Uh, Yeah. So we wanted to talk to you guys tonight about uh, essentially the application do's and don'ts. Uh, maybe sure. identify the failure of application and, and give you some, I guess, pointers or some suggestions, I guess you would say, uh, to help you further your ability to apply these changes to your life. I think Andrew said it really well whenever he said that we want God to do the work for it. I think we want God to do the work, but then we also want our pastor to do the work for yeah. us. Like, I've heard a lot of people say, I don't like his preaching because... 
he doesn't really apply anything to it at the end. Um, and especially in Bible college, whenever I was in college, we'd have these guys come into chapel and they'd preach. And honestly, uh, it was not that good of a message. It was pretty awful. Then at the end, our vice president, John Getch, awesome guy, um, he would come up and apply, like give a synopsis of what was preached. And it was so applicable. I could throw a backpack off the stage and then he'd find a way to apply it to our lives. <laughs> like it, it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And everyone loves Dr. Getch because he makes everything so applicable, but then no one really likes the people that are preaching because they don't know how to apply the message. A big turnoff for a lot of people because that means they have to do the work, but also it is a super big blessing whenever you learn how to apply. And that's hopefully what we'll be able to get into a little bit today. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, the biggest success you can have is learning how to apply things to your life. And this and yes. this goes much further than just uh, scriptural things of your life. I mean, that's any yes. aspect yes. of your life. If you learn to apply what you learn, your life becomes a lot more effective, I guess, yeah, for others, for, sure. for yourself. You know, I was trying to think of a way to put that. It didn't sound so mean, but, you know, it, it's much like when you're a baby. You don't just up and... Like, you don't wake up one day and it's like, oh, I'm just going to walk today, you know? Like, you have to be taught how to walk. Like, your parents grab you by the hands and they help you take steps and help you learn balance. And, and same thing with riding a bike, you know? It's no change. If we go through life and we do these steps in our lives, why do we feel like our our spiritual life is any different? If, if God did not make us physically to just know how to do things automatically... What makes you think that he's going to make your spiritual walk any different? You know, my biggest issue with application to my life was just holding true to the changes. You know, uh, you know, I was just talking about I, I got the teens back from camp, and and this is the most crucial point in time right now. We're yeah. week two, week three from camp. This is when that fire that you know, started at camp, this is when it starts to, to burn down. And this is when they start going back to real life. As their youth pastor, I'm in a predicament because now I've got to find a way to help them keep that fire lit. Otherwise, they just, they become a, I don't want to say a statistic, but essentially they become a statistic. You know, like yeah. how many kids go to camp, say, oh, I'm on fire for God. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to make all these changes. And then two weeks after camp comes, they go back to their old lifestyle. And this goes for any Christian. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Adults are bad He's about like, it, yeah. too. You hit that revival or you hit that one Sunday message that just, like, kicks you in the stomach and has you in your feels. And you're like, God, I just want to give it to you. And then two weeks later, you're back to your normal stuff. And it's yeah. because we see the changes we need to make, but we don't know how to apply the changes that we need to make. For sure. My big thing for the longest time was was prayer. My prayer life was trash. You know, and, and not saying that my prayer life is perfect by any means because there are still times where I should be praying and I'm not praying. But my, my prayer life is so much stronger now than what it was even a year ago. And that's because I noticed I needed to pray more. So now, like, I had forced myself to find times in the day to isolate myself from the world, from technology, from anything, and just sit down and pray. Uh, and now, like, I'm fortunate enough, like, that's my first thing I do when I get to work in the morning. 
I have my quiet time here at work in my office with the door shut. And I do these things. It wasn't until I noticed that I saw the change. I knew the change, but I couldn't apply the change. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference in seeing and having the change and then actually doing the change, applying these yes. changes, applying these these applications that, that God has put in your way via uh, what you read or via your pastor. But I, I will tell you, application is the most difficult part of our Christian walk. I really think so. Because if it was easier, you would have a lot more stronger Christians out there. And I yeah. mean that by like a volume number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we have I some, agree. we have some strong Christians out there. We do, but we would have a lot more if application was easy. Andrew, let's let's go ahead and get started on the practical aspect of application. I guess we'll just kind of like popcorn it. Um, okay. I have a few things that I have in mind. Uh, I'll let you go first, and I guess give your, I guess number one tip and trick to help people apply. Um, not just scripture but i guess daily habits that i mean scripture is what we're focusing on today but as you said earlier it could be any daily habit whether it be eating healthier exercising whatever you want to do um but specifically looking at scripture my my number one tool or tip or trick uh have it in writing yes dude yeah i have an alarm that goes off on my phone to let me know hey it's time to read your bible hey it's time to pray or like with me and marshall uh when we try and coordinate our week, you know, because we work out and stuff like that, uh, which means we need to get back to it now that we're off vacation. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, like, when we get our week set up, I try and get as much stored into my phone as possible to where it goes off and says, hey, you need to do this. Yeah. Because if I rely on myself to remember, I'm going to get caught up in my week. I'm going to get For caught sure. up in my day. You know, is that childish of me? Maybe. No, I wouldn't say so. Okay, good. And like in my office, and of course y'all can't see it, I have like three notepads right here. Like I have to write, everything has to be, I'm a physical person. Yeah. Like everything is visual to me, so I have to see it. Therefore, when it comes to application, man, I've, I just, I set reminders. It's very often that I look at my life, because you know, I may be doing good on prayer for a while, but my Bible reading may slip. Yeah. And, and you'll understand this because being in the ministry, the first thing that falls short is studying the Bible for just you. Yes. Not because a sermon has to be made out of it. You know, I'm, I'm constantly doing three or four sermons at a time and I forget to study just for me. Yeah. So like right now today, I'm doing it for me, but only because I was studying the scripture off of uh, off a sermon that I'm, I'm trying to do. But I'm I'm now redoing a study over the mystery. Uh, I remember talking to you about that like three years ago. So I'm I'm restudying that myself, uh, just to get reacquainted with it. See if I if I catch something that I missed. Sure. But like that was the biggest thing, man. Is I I always get caught up and I forget to study for myself. I think going with what you're saying, uh, with I guess writing it out. One of the things that helped me a lot was journaling. Uh, whether it be journaling a verse that was really, I guess, stood out to me that day, journaling a truth about who God is, about what he's done, things that he's done in my life, journaling just random things. And then also, like, if there is a verse that stuck out to me that I really wanted to apply, then, like, setting it as a background. 
yeah. on my lock screen or something. Something I'm going to see every day or like writing it out and on a sticky note, putting it on my mirror or something like that. A place I'm going to see it whenever I open up my laptop, put it, have it sitting right there. Like a place where I'm going to see it pretty much every single day. And those are some of the things that really helped me. Do you have anything else with the having it out aspect? That's just something that, that can carry on to all aspects of life, not just scripture. When it comes to scripture, one thing that I do love to do, you, you kind of brought this up for me, when I'm studying verses, like writing out that verse yeah, and then studying it word for word, just trying to get every little juice I can out of that berry. And, and that really helps me not only understand the verses, but it helps me with verse memorization as well. Sure. Uh, you know, as kids, they drill verse memorization in us. Uh, and I say that as if I did it, but, uh, you know, you understand you were in Awanas your whole childhood. Yeah. It, it yeah. You know, it's memory verse after memory verse. But here's my question is, how many of those verses from Awanas do you remember? Not very many, right? Yeah. Maybe a few that you've used through time. Sure. So, like, writing these out and really studying the verses that jump off the page to me, I love singling those verses out and really studying those. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I'm still an advocate on context is key. (laughs) Yes. But learning that context helps me understand the scripture. Therefore, if I need to apply that scripture to my life, I have a better understanding of what I'm applying. You know, uh, I agree. So so writing it out and just studying it word for word really helps me. And Mm. people listen, if you're wanting to study the scripture word for word and you're like, I just don't understand how to do it. Uh, I mean, if you just look online, like looking online really helps more than what people are saying. This is breaking news. Okay. Uh, I'm going to break this news to people because a lot of people may think that, that pastors, just automatically understand scripture. Listen, as a as a pastor, Google is my best friend. <laughs> okay? <laughs> there are a lot of times in my studies. Now listen, I have resource books. I have, you know, lexicons if you want to go that route. I have, you know, this program that's up right now is eSword. Uh, your dad actually showed me that. Uh, it has different commentaries. But listen, there are many, many, many times... <laughs> That I just go to Google and I Google, hey, what did you know? What does the Bible say about this, or what does the Bible say about that? And and I look in articles and I read and but Google is my best friend. So I'm I'm here to tell you people, like if you want to get better understanding of of the scriptures, just Google it. Like <laughs> the internet can be a bad thing, but it also can be used for good as well. Don't be afraid to Google something. That's all I'm saying. That's just my thing. I'm a visual person, so everything has to be visual for me. My, I guess, number one would be to meditate on Scripture. Um, I was talking to Andrew about this a few weeks ago, and this kind of ties in with my journaling aspect of just my daily Bible reading um, and prayer. Meditation is something that I've learned to do, especially during covid uh, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But meditation is, if you really want to know how to apply scripture, meditate on it. Yeah. There's nothing that beats looking at a verse for like five minutes, just reading it and reading it, reading it, and then going through something in your day. And then automatically that verse just pops back up in your head and you just remember it because you read it that morning. 
and you just remember it even more. And then you go back later in the day and like really dig for that verse, dig through that verse, look at the words like Andrew's talking about, and seeing the truths that you'll find digging deeper into that verse and then meditating on those truths. It is something special. And it is something that I am very glad I've learned to do at a young age. A lot of people I've talked to about meditation, like all they said is I wish I learned it at a younger age. And yeah. so I'm I'm glad I learned it at age 22. It has been a blessing to my life to meditate on scripture. Um, it is something that has changed my life for the better. I look at it this way. You make, I forgot the exact number, make over a thousand decisions a day. A lot of them you don't even recognize that you're making decisions, but you make just you make over a thousand you make thousands of decisions every single day. If you're meditating on a verse that you've read through, uh, that you've looked at, and that's just the thing that's constantly in your mind, as you're making this these decisions, you're gonna have God centered things on your mind because you're yeah. meditating on scripture. And as you're making these decisions, because of what you're meditating on, you're also gonna these your meditation is also going to be affecting what your decisions are. And so a lot of the times, if I'm meditating on scripture, my decisions are going to be more geared towards the right way to go. And so that's also something that I've really learned about so, the application process of it. So explain to the people the difference. When you hear the word meditation, they think like, uh, yeah, like Buddhist or, or something like that. Uh, but yeah. explain to people the difference because a lot of people may not understand that there is a difference between praying on, over something and meditating over something. Yes. So kind of yes. explain to the people the difference between like praying o over something and meditating over it. Meditation is a posture. It is something that you intentionally go after. Praying through a passage of scripture is also awesome to do. But really whenever I pray through a passage it's really just a prayer to God. Usually for understanding. Yeah, praying yeah. his scripture back to him, whether whether it be an understanding or whether it be just an adoration there to what go. he's done. I like that. Um, and so for me, meditation is not me-centered, but it is something that I do throughout the day. It's not really going to affect anyone else for the most part other than if I talk to him about what I'm meditating on. But it is something that I'm just talking to myself through every day. So I was reading the book of James. And in James uh, 2, it says, verse 18, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without work, and I'll show you faith by my works. You believe that God is one. That's good. Even though demons believe, and they shudder. This is something that stood out to me. I believe that God will work. I believe he can perform miracles. I believe that he is still working today, but so do the demons. Yeah. I can believe that God is going to do something. And a lot of times we pray and we ask God to do something, but then we're like, but God, even if you don't, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. But I feel like whenever we pray, we should be praying. And this is something that I've learned also with church planning. Whenever we are praying, I, I personally believe that God, if we put him to the test, he will perform just like Elijah did. Oh, for sure. Whenever he, I, be, I believe God works in those ways. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people don't believe that we shouldn't put God to the test, but who better can perform than God? Why would, and well, so, sorry, 
Why would why would God ask us or tell us to ask things? Why would Jesus tell the disciples to ask things, tell us to ask things if he didn't want us to and and listen, when when we use the word test God, we don't mean it in a bad way. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're challenging God when you ask God for things in his will, like you're challenging God. You're you're yeah. saying God, you know, like there's a lot of times in my prayer, you know, uh, there are times I open up prayer in the service and stuff and, you know, I, I pray God, I say, God show up in a big way. Yeah. Like that's kind of me challenging God. Like, Hey, I, you know, we don't want to be dormant today. Help us not be dormant for you. Show up in a big yeah. way, you know, show us that that you are still on the throne, even though we know like we, we like physical things to show. Like it's no different. Ashley loves me. She knows I love her but she still wants me to show her affection. She doesn't doubt that I love her, but she wants that, that physical proof as well. There are times in our lives that we want God to do that too. There's nothing wrong Mm -hmm. with challenge, you know, asking God to challenge him. So yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. So that's what I was meditating on yesterday. And so it's been, and today meditate on prayer, but it's been meditating is a big, big part of my life. If I remember correctly, we've gone through a little bit of it on the podcast before, but it has been something that has impacted my life greatly. Uh, Andrew, you got anything else for application? Man, just slow down, people. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if there's one thing you could take, just slow down. Like, don't feel like, listen, I I understand. uh, And when I say slow down, like, don't feel like you have to to get everything you can in one Sunday or one Wednesday or one devotion, like slow down people, let God work, you know, yeah, like you, you have big. to stop and understand that, that we're not operating on our time. So whether you get it all in a day or, or all in a month or all in a year, it doesn't matter because you're still operating on God's time. Just stop and enjoy the road. You know, that was one thing that I wish somebody would have told me, uh, Especially when I was essentially working under your dad, you know, I wish somebody would have told me to say and just said, Andrew, stop, slow down and just enjoy what's going on, you know, because being a youth worker is so much different than being a youth pastor. Uh, you know, <laughs> I feel for your dad for all those years that that uh, we catch the slack a lot of times and people don't know it because we try and keep a good face and and not let our problems show, but people, I'm I'm telling you, just slow down and enjoy yeah. everything that God gives you when He gives it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be in a rush to get everything because then you're gonna get it all, and then what are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? So just slow down, uh, take your time, and and also flipping the aspect, you know, take your time with with learning these things and. But yeah, no, just to, to kind of flip that that understanding, but uh, you know, slow down when you're reading through the Bible, like slow down when you read it. Don't don't yeah. just try and and read it in the sense of being able to say, "All right, well, I read uh I read three full chapters today." Like mm-hmm. what good is reading three full chapters if you didn't get anything from it? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So slow down. Yes. Uh maybe just read half a chapter. You know, it, like, listen, if you can, if you can read three chapters and get something from it, like, Hey, 
All power to you, More man. power to you. Yeah, you yeah. know. But like, if you're reading three chapters and you're realizing you don't have you you don't have anything from it. Yeah. You know, slow down. Reread half the first chapter you read, and really, like yes. you said, meditate on those verses, and and really see what God's going to give you. You know, I I don't think that God gave us the word with no intentions of giving something from the word. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, if you're not giving, I, go ahead. I have something that goes perfectly with that. Okay. Uh, John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. And that's the role that the Holy spirit plays in this yeah. in application. When the Holy spirit, I mean, this is something that I've made a habit of doing whenever I read my devotions is asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten my mind, enlighten my eyes, yeah. and just be present in this time as I read. There's some things in the Bible I still don't understand. Yeah. And it's just like, God, I <laughs> I need your help because there is no way that I even understand what is going on. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He um, teaches us all things and reminds, and reminds us of everything that God has said to us. Yeah, and that is what that's the Holy Spirit's one of the many aspects that the Holy Spirit does in our lives is teaching us how to read, teaching us what the word is, teaching us what the word means. Yeah. Um, and so going off what you were saying, Andrew, yeah, slowing down is such a big deal. Whenever we, and I, you said perfectly, like what good does it do if you're reading three chapters a day but not getting anything from it? Like you're you're better off reading ten verses a day. And meditating on one of them. Yeah. Like, that's, there's more good to do. And that's, that's why I don't really like Bible reading plans, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> because you, like, it's like, oh, if you get three days behind, you got to make it up. Yeah. And it's just like, no. If you're having trouble with ap- applying a couple of chapters and you're, you're just skimming through the Bible in a year, what good is it? Yeah. There's no good in it. That's why, like, you talk to a lot of people, they're like, I read the Bible cover to cover four times in my life. And the first thing, when, when somebody tells you get from me, it? yeah, like, when somebody says something like that to me, that's the first thing I always ask them, well, what have you gotten from it? And then, yeah. if, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's not necessarily, listen, people, it's not to be mean to those people, okay? I don't want to, they kind of sound like I come off condescending in a way, and that's not what I mean it to. But at the same time, like, if you're going to take, because yeah. anybody that knows the Bible, uh, has even seen the Bible, knows that that's not something you can just read in a month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if you're sure. going to take the time to read the Bible cover to cover, like, I want to know what you got from it. You know, because yes. I've only read the Bible myself cover to cover once. And that's, I mean, literally just sit down and read it. And even then, I was so young and immature in my in my faith that, like, I don't remember maybe a 30-second of it. You know, so, mm. like, I really didn't, I don't want to say I didn't get anything from it, but, like, I, I don't think I read it in the right way at that time. Sure. Keep in mind, like, I've read probably cover to cover, not straight, more times, but it, it's been in an application way now. Yeah, just slow down, you know? Like, let's let's meditate on, on a few verses versus three or four chapters. Now, if you're yes. in Bible college, listen, you're going to be reading tons and tons of chapters at a time, and you're doing that mainly for papers and stuff like that, but when you're doing it for yourself, like, let's slow down. Let's get something from God's Word, because it still speaks volumes. That book's yeah. just as deep today as it was 2,000 years ago. Uh, you sure. know, God's Word... 
it's it's not diluted it's not fading away it's not losing its meaning so let's stop and let's see what god means let's see what god says and i promise you like the application of the scripture will not be hard to do uh we just gotta open ask god to soften your heart you know i do that a lot of times before i start reading the bible or doing anything i just ask god god soften my heart i may read something that that's going to hit me the wrong way I may deal with something, you know, in the wrong way, soften my heart to allow me to, to react to that the way you want me to react to it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I got on that. Christian, you got anything else? Yeah, I got one more. Let's have going over time, but one more ask questions. Ooh, this is something that is so much looked over. Yeah. I think, I think in part because we're scared to ask questions like oh i don't want to question scripture i mean that's fair i mean it's it's like oh i don't want to play devil's advocate with the bible you know yeah. but ask questions For i sure. mean get to know the bible ask your pastor ask your youth pastor uh, ask a friend i mean just ask questions look at commentaries look up like as andrew said like there's answers on google like if you yeah. type in um what does john 8 16 say or or mean or whatever yeah and a lot of times they'll pull up commentaries that from commentators that have already spoken about that and so ask questions and be like be available to ask questions it and also be ready to answer questions for sure as well but yeah one that the last tip i'd give you is to ask questions for sure for sure well you got anything else christian I, I would say in closing, as you're reading daily, focus on one verse. Yeah. I mean, and, and memorize that verse. Yeah. Find a verse, memorize, meditate. Listen, <laughs> and, and, and the reason, and I'm going to segue that into what the series that you were talking about that we're going to be starting. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> Five minutes. Here we go. Yeah. So, all right, people, we're back. I, I, I've said we're back it, in action. Yeah, I've said it a few times. We're back, but not only are we back, but we're coming in guns a-blazing, people. We're coming in in a blaze of glory and a glaze of honey. <laughs> I don't know what else to put it as. So with that being said, we're, we're talking about application tonight, but we're starting a series that uh, I forget how what Christian called it. Uh, stop misquoting that verse stop misquoting that verse we're gonna look at every suburban housewife's (laughs) t-shirt coffee mug (laughs) decal all these things that you're using because listen here's the thing context is key we can quote scripture till you're blue in the face but if it does not apply to the situation Mm. it's pointless yes it it makes no sense to cherry pick verses and throw them out. It goes against the the argument of Christ if you're not even using it right. Pretty so, much. Yeah. Yep. So we are going to do a new series called uh, "Don't Misuse That Verse." Right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, that's good. And we're gonna week by week. We're gonna take one verse, or we may take two or three. It depends on uh, what all we can get off that verse. We're gonna take these world famous verses, and we're gonna look at context. And we're going to teach you how not to misuse these verses. Okay? So uh, you guys stay tuned because I'm going to say it again. Actually, I'm going to let Marshall say it this time. <laughs> what are we? What? <sighs>
are back. Apparently, Marshall's fired. No, I'm playing. That's cool. <laughs> no, what are we? We're Project Unify. We're back. That too. Uh, <laughs> we're back, Jack. People, listen. For all you, you doubters. You understand I have to do that on purpose. Yes, I know. Okay. For all you doubters and haters that thought this was going to be the end of Project Unify, saying, oh, nobody can take a month off and come back and hit it just as effective. Ha ha, joke's on you. We did it, and we love you. <laughs> but listen, guys, this has been your weekly prescribed dosage of Project Unify, brought to you by freshly off his sabbatical Dr. Andrew Lawrence, your favorite doctor of all time. PSA, Andrew Lawrence is not a real doctor in a medical field, a professional baseball field, football field, soccer field, or agricultural areas. <laughs> I feel like we have to reissue that PSA because we've been gone for a month. We have to reissue it at least once or twice, and then I'll just start going, seriously, do we have to listen to this Hey, again? listen, I am a doctor. Christian, who am I? You're my doctor. That's right, baby. But anyways, guys, listen. Just keep keep checking back. We're back on it. We're back on that grind. Every Saturday, you're going to have your weekly dosage of Project Unify brought to you by me, your doctor, Dr. Andrew Lawrence, and my boy Christian uh, with uh, Marshall, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, guys, okay. Okay. in front of me on a computer screen is... Christian Sides. Beside me is always the professor. Marshall. And I'm your boy, Andrew. We are back, baby. We love you, and we're out. Bye. Peace.